All right, all right. It's your boy, Demion, back with another one. Welcome to English and Coffee. Today's podcast, we're sitting here chewing on a uh, cheese and berries Danish. Mm-hmm. With a nice cup of French vanilla coffee. So, we added a few squirts of chocolate syrup, Hershey's chocolate syrup to be exact. And I think today we're going to talk about maybe a few things I don't know. Something interesting happened earlier on the game. And then I had also another interesting conversation with my mom. It's two different topics. So I'll take a few sips of, uh, a few more sips of this coffee and then see which way I want to go with it. But either way, it'll be a good podcast. So hope you got your coffee. Let's take a sip. And let's get into it. So I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you basically forewarn myself that as we're recording there may be there may be some people that pop up and just attempt to ruin our recording the audio quality so we'll do my best to not be disturbed by them so i suggest that you go ahead and prepare just in case anybody comes over here with some loud music or you hear some cellophane in the back that's just me chewing on this cheese and berries danish it's pretty tasty um haven't had a good danish like this in a while you got to pay a little a little penny for them i mean it's about a dollar ninety nine. So you're talking about two fifteen with tax, um, but it's a nice sweet treat. I mean, I got a nice sweet cup of coffee, nice sweet treat in hand. It's Saturday night. I'm talking to you. I mean, what could be better, you know? So, mm. just got to pause for the cause real quick, right? Pause for the cause and enjoy the sweetness of this Danish. I'm almost done with it. So, I think I'm just going to enjoy this a few minutes with you all, right, before I get into it. Before we dig into it, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this Danish with this coffee. What do, you, what do you usually have when you're listening to this podcast? Do you just drink coffee or do you have a snack with it? Maybe some croquettes or whatever you indulge with on your side of the country. Uh, or the side of the world. <laughs> we're in the same country, we're speaking the same language, but when you're side of the world, what kind of snacks do people normally have with their coffee? Because everybody drinks coffee. I don't think there's any nation out there that doesn't drink coffee. Um, mm, 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 mm. Almost a little ASMR for you, right? Like they do on YouTube when the people are eating and you can hear them chewing and swallowing and all that. I don't have the mic up that close. It's down by my chest, but you can definitely, definitely tell that I'm eating something. All right, just hold tight. I got one more bite left. After I finish this one, I'm going to take another sip of coffee. I don't want to cheapen the experience, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be a crime for food to taste that good. I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason anything needs to be that sweet and delicious, you know, and readily available. That's the reason why we have obesity in this country. That's the reason you got four and 500-pound people walking around. Well, not rocking around, probably rolling around. It's because of things like that just on the shelf at every turn. Nice sweet cup of coffee, probably 300 calories. And that Danish, I know that was 900 calories by itself. 
And I mean, shoot, if you had two or three of those, easy, you could easily just blow through them. So you only buy one at a time. All right, so I think I'm going to go ahead and get into um, what happened with the game. Because I sat there and typed out this long, drawn-out, war cry, brave heart 300 speech, you know, to one of my comrades in the game. But here's the thing. I'll tell you how we got to it. So let me give you a little backstory on what's happened in the game. So if you've been rocking with this podcast for a little bit, you know that I play the game Mafia City. All right? And in this city... There are wars, and there was an events. And recently, there was an event, a migration event. Excuse me, meaning you could leave the server that you were playing on. You know, the game's loaded up on different servers, multiple servers. It kind of separates so everybody isn't in just one game on one server, and then it slows down the, um, the speed of the game. So they have multiple servers, so you have cities within the bigger city, right? So... Recently, they had a migration event. I, I hinted on it before I mentioned on it, but a lot of people left the city. They left our clan. So they left the clan, and they left the city. So I'm like, who builds up the clan to these biblical proportions that we had, right? And then just leaves it, vacates. Even the camp commander, the base, the leader left. Troops left. People that have been there for years left. And I'm like, there's no loyalty, right? No loyalty. In a, in a clan, in an army... In a brotherhood, loyalty is everything. If you have no loyalty, then what do you have, right? So now that all the the power, some of the strength that we had uh, have gone, there's a lot of the little weaklings stuff left in the game. So with these weaklings that have no power, they're easy prey for some of the bigger teams and things to destroy. And I mean, they're just getting crushed. You know, I was getting hit, you know. I wasn't putting up the shield. I was getting hit, but I wasn't worried about it because I said, you know what? It's a game. But I was learning. With every hit, I learned, looked at the knowledge, said, why am I getting hit? How are they hitting me? How are they attacking? So I started to kind of admire their strategy because they wasn't sending like full formations. They were sending one or two troops and they were just decimating everybody. And I said, okay. So powers evenly distributed because what they would do is load up their troops. They would reinforce their soldiers and then send them out. So basically, to reinforce troops, you have to send your troops to another person's base, and then they send their base to attack another base, right? So these people would only send out one or two people because they sent everybody to that one base. So multiple players powered up one player that would go out and destroy everybody. You know what I mean? So it was a team effort. So even though you only saw one, there were many, right? Now, how did my clan that I'm currently in respond to it? They start panicking and people are quitting, still quitting, even after the migration event. They're still quitting. They're leaving. They're complaining about not having any people, not having any soldiers. They can't build their resources. They can't do this. They can't do this. They can't do this. They're seeing all these, these no's and these blocked doorways, right? Where I'm seeing possibility. I'm like, what are you talking about? You do understand this is a war game. It's, it's strategy, right? KFC is one of the biggest clans in, the, in our city, right? And they are just wreaking havoc. They got another group in there, AHO, TNT, THA. They're all trying to, you know, defend the city and different things like that. It's a strategy game. It could be a little cheesy if you're not in the games, but here's the, here's the thing, loyalty. So conversation I had with one of the comrades today, I sat there, well, more like a one-sided conversation because I sent him a message that he's going to read this long ninja scroll once he logs on. 
But I was talking about, um, you know, strategizing for the game, things that we could do, you know, moving, possibly learning from KFC instead of just being so upset that people are getting hit. Stop complaining and start preparing. You know, learning from the attacks, why you're getting attacked, seeing how they're attacking, learning from it, using this as time to just take in the wealth of information. You're being destroyed for a reason. Right now, our group, the, 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 there's no connectivity. There's no working together. It's not a team. It's individuals within one clan. You know, so this is basically like if you had a dog, a cat, a mouse, and a rat in the same room, and the room starts filling with water. Each one of those animals is going to respond differently, right? Now, if you had four mice in a room, you fill it with water. They're all going to respond the same way. They're mice. You put four giraffes in the room filled with water. They're all going to respond the same way. They're giraffes, right? So that's when you have that collective mindset. Everybody's on the same level. Everybody's thinking the same. Everybody's going to do the same thing, the same response. That's how KFC interacts with the game. They work as a collective, not as an individual. So there's more power in the collective when you're in an army or you know a, a war situation or a, strat a strategical aspect right just like in real war in the real world so imagine i'm just throwing countries out here but just imagine spain right just imagine spain was attacking france right now what they're doing in this game right it isn't it, it, it isn't rational but this is what they're doing in the game so just imagine spain was attacking france right and let's say you had, I don't know, 500 Spanish soldiers, right? Going, invading France. Now, you have 500 French soldiers on the other side, right? Now, this didn't happen. I'm just telling you how they're responding in the game, giving you an illustration, something to attach so you can see how these people are playing the game. So, these 500 soldiers are going into France, right? Now, they're going in, and then the French put up the defense, and they start defending and they just start hitting people. Maybe they knock off 20 Spanish soldiers right out of the gate, right? Now, how do the how do the Spanish soldiers respond? Well, they say, you know what? 30 of us are going over here to Portugal, and 40 of us are going over here to China, joining the Chinese army and then joining the army in Portugal. Where is the, the loyalty in your mission? If the moment, the first sign of danger, you're going to run and scatter like roaches, how are you even, how do you even call yourself an army? So where, where, and that was just an illustration, so that didn't really happen, but I'm giving you that so you could just see this is how they're responding in the game. Nobody's taking it like a real, a real war. They're sitting here, everybody's splitting up. I'm like, people don't do that in the real world. If you're in an army of a thousand people and your army's attacking another army and you get hit and you're down 30%, hey, you're down 30%, you all die together on the field. One thing about war is that there will be death right? People are going to die. I mean, you sign up to be a soldier, you know people are going to die. You may not make it home. I mean, there's just no, there's no way around it. Like, this isn't a game of charades. Some people will die, some people won't. But here's the thing, you're not dying in vain just to be dying. You're dying for the greater cause. When you join an army, you're part of the collective. You're no longer an individual. You know what I mean? You're no longer an individual. It's not you out there like you died on the field, like James... Barnhill died on the battlefield. No, James Barnhill became a soldier. The army utilized James Barnhill to gain an advantage on the enemy. If his death meant that the next guy could take another step, it's all part of the plan, right? And that's in real life. People are doing this with real blood, real tears. So in this game where people aren't really dying, like 
you don't lose anything except time and resources which rebuild they're sitting here not willing to take the hit you got 10 million troops you got 10 million troops but see that's the thing you have 10 million troops as an individual not saying i have 10 million troops to offer our army so with my 10 million troops your 6 million your 3 million or maybe your 30 troops we have this many troops they're not thinking like that as a collective they're thinking as individuals i have 100 million in cargo i have 100 million cargo not we have 100 million in cargo see it's like every man for himself under the umbrella of a clan and that's the problem there's you know, no no uh uniformity there's no you know there's not a collective there's no one goal one base like we all work you know for the same cause every every man in this clan has his own goal which is a problem and the leader that we had in the clan who left right who left was only in it for himself so like i said what would what we would need to save what we would need to save this game is to have some uniformity some conformity some teamwork real team building being that we need to take stock of all the resources we have all the power levels we have all the the villas we have right all the buildings and everything and allocate it accordingly if we have weaker players in the game we need to build them up so that we as a team can fight stronger right my personal level in the game i have a level 25 villa right we got villas in there that are level 23 some 18 you got some 30 different levels everybody's on the same level so i'm able to operate on a different level the level 30 is operating on a different level but you got all these little smaller ones out here that are just getting destroyed just getting wrecked every time you turn around so wouldn't wouldn't you think that, that the right decision would be okay well let's stop and build everybody up real quick because the main thing that you need to build up is just resources so if we have all these resources could turn around and give them but here's the thing it has to be everybody on the same page everybody on the same page but it's not like that one reason it's not like that is because there's no leadership i mean the person we got now uh the, the throne was just kind of you know tossed to them you know they were just kind of put in a situation because the leader left nobody else wanted to pick it up i would pick it up i just don't have the time for the game like that the time to dedicate to you know building this team and everything but i do talk to those individuals that present themselves as you know true players there's a guy in there you know i communicate with in the game he's been playing the game he was there about the same time i've been there you know he hasn't abandoned it but i mean even the leader in the game right now is sitting here saying everybody leave leave the clan leave the clan it's like he's saying leave the clan so you could be safe that's like the president of your country telling you leave the country we're under attack what, what kind of faith in his his people what kind of faith in his country is that what kind of faith in his army if he's going to tell you oh they're attacking everybody leave the country that 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 makes no sense no faith that's not who you need as a leader so a real leader would be like okay they're attacking everybody brace yourselves bring forth your strongest we need to prepare there will be wounded let people know don't lie to them let them know there will be wounded some people may not make it home we may have damage we may have to rebuild we may need to form some alliances we may need to do things differently from this point out life as we know it may be different from here on out right leadership true leaders just like in a movie it's not happening in the game and that's the reason why our clan that was strong but it was only strong based on the sheer number the sheer size we had but now that we don't have the size it's 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 crippled you know we're walking around like a two-legged dog you know 
And that's the problem. So I see the issues, but I'm not stressed about it. But I did go in a little bit on, you know, what loyalty is and how people should respond in this game if they actually want to save this thing. But I mean, when you got the guy who's running it now sitting here going, everybody leave because we're going to be destroyed or you're going to be destroyed. That just makes no sense. He's wanting me to leave and go to another clan so I could be be safe. And it's like, what's the point? I joined this clan. We got all these resources. We can make it work. We just need to bring in some more power, you know, strategize. But they're not strategizing. It's They're all living in fear. So when you live in fear, you think weak, right? You think weak. I said, I told him, I said, the only, the, 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 the weak, the, the, the greatest weakness in a man is his mind. If you have a weak mind, you have a weak body. doesn't matter how big your muscles are. If your mind is weak, you'll fall easier than somebody with no muscles. But if you have a strong mind, then you think. You look at things differently. You can think outside of the box, strategize. You have to do that at work, you have to do that in life. Why not do it in the game? Like I said, they're just half doing it in the game. I don't know, but I mean, when you see those people in the chat box, and they're not kids. I mean, people are near 30 years old, 40 years old, people got jobs. So it's like, how you play the game is probably how you live your life. You know, you're in there on this me, 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 me attitude, you know. Poor me, ooh, I got, I got destroyed. And now, hey, how can I help the next man? That's probably what you do at work. That's probably what you do at home with your kids. Your wife's sitting there asking you to just be present, just listen to her, just show up to one of her freaking auditions. But you're too busy with you, you, you. Take five seconds for somebody else. So, yeah, people are probably playing like, like they do in real life. But the thing is, out here, it's not a game. And that kind of brings me to another point that I was talking with mom about, just about how the social media world, you know, the world of social media and how big and vast it is, is kind of overtaking this world. Meaning, the abilities and things that you have in social media, you can make money, be productive, connect with people and all this stuff. Uh, it's like a whole uh, ecosystem inside social media. And then out here, people's lives aren't so great and, and picture perfect. You go on Instagram, right? I'm not going to give it all to you right here on this one, but you go on Instagram, right? You look up there, pretty girls, you got the, got the handsome guys, you know, they're living the life, they're on the beach, right? It's a five-second clip, but to you, it's perfect, right? Oh, they're doing everything you wish you could do with the parkour guys, jumping and flipping. They're not doing that 24-7, but they're jumping and flipping, right? They're not showing you the 100 outtakes of them twisting ankles and banging their head on the side of the wall. No, they're just showing you that one take, right? And then they just layer that with multiple takes. And you think that every time they jump a ledge or something, it, that life is perfect. They land and do the perfect little shoulder roll or barrel roll every time. It's not how it happens. But that's what you see. And it starts to play with your psyche. So you start to think, well, dang, if I start to do parkour and every time I jump, it's not beautiful and picture perfect and Instagram worthy, what's the point of doing it? You don't just see that with uh, parkour. You see that with makeup. You see that with people building businesses. You see that with people in the kitchen cooking. They're not on there burning food. You don't see them burning the beans. You don't see them forgetting that they left the rice on. You don't see them forgetting about, uh, forgetting what time to take the pizza out with the edges all burnt. You don't, you don't see that. You see them pull out that picture-perfect pizza. You see them pull out that picture-perfect rice. You see them put the barbecue in at just the right time, just the right temperature. You see the spread. You look at the table, you got the vegetables laid out, olives over here, cabbage over here, peppers over here, right? They got the freaking hair matching the damn salad, right? 
I'm sure you've seen the commercials, not the commercials, but the ads, the mukbangers. They got their freaking hair and makeup matching the food. How many times does that happen? Most of the time when you're in the kitchen, if you cook, you got on some shorts, you know, your favorite shoes, if you even have shoes on, barefoot, right? Dirty shirt, maybe even a clean shirt, your hair, you don't have makeup on when you're in the kitchen making your kid's cereal. You know, your kid wants a bowl of cereal, you're not in there in full dress with a face full of makeup making a bowl of cereal, right? It's not happening. Six o'clock in the morning, it's not happening. But this is what you see on social media, right? And you think that's how life's supposed to be. So I would like to get into this one and talk about it, but I'm not going to do it on here because I've already talked enough. Uh, if you guys would like to hear, you know, something about that, my take on how social media is becoming, you know, it's an undeniable force, but it's, it's kind of taken over the real world. People want to spend more time in social media than they do, they want to in the real, in real life. You know, you got a whole family sitting at the dinner table, but you're on your phone with fake people, right? People that, that you can't even touch, people that you're never going to meet. You'd rather spend more time with them than the people sitting in front of you. But um, we'll get into that, like I said, but let me know. Reach out to me. Let me know, hey, yes, I want more of that. I want to hear about that. Uh, other than that, I'm take another sip of this coffee, and I want you to have a good one. I'll see you in the next one.